Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. A very good Saturday morning to you on 1150 KKNW and all over the world on Facebook. I am New York Vinny and this is Drive Time Radio. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. We are live and in living color at the Seattle Auto Show. The Seattle International Auto Show is in full effect this weekend. Uh, they started on Thursday, had a great crowd out on Thursday evening, yet last night, today, and tomorrow uh, they are open. And the great thing about the auto show is, as if you didn't know that already, you can walk around this place and look at all of the different models that are offered uh, on uh, dealer showroom floors. You get them all in one place. So you can sit there and look at the, uh, at the Tucson, which is uh, right over there. And you can see it. And uh, I happen to be sitting at the Hyundai exhibit is where we are uh, set up and you can see i love this the wall of hyundai uh that is right there but right down here is toyota right next door you go uh another a little bit down further you got bmw down there in back to toyota chevy on the other side of me uh jeep is here ford as a matter of fact if you're a ford fan <clears throat> as i know many of our listeners are we have uh, here a very rare sighting, the Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, which is the Ford all-electric F-150 pickup truck, not the hybrid that we road tested already, but the Ford F-150. There's only a couple of shows that actually have had the, 150, the F-150 uh, Lightning in the show. It's so new, uh, you know, they're still uh, testing it, tweaking it, doing some things to it, but there's a pre-production model here. And uh, it is, um, it's a fascinating truck. It's the future. And that's what you can see uh, when you come to the Seattle International Auto Show. Now, not only can you see the future, which I think is, is really cool, but you can also drive the future. I don't think there's anybody that uh, doesn't believe that electric cars are the future of automobiles. I, I don't think there's, as a matter of fact, you know, it's funny because before the pandemic started, uh, there were plans to do electric cars. But if you'll remember, a lot of the talk was about autonomous cars, autonomous driving. And Tesla pushed that with uh, their drive system and really made people, other manufacturers stop and say, we got to get on the stick here. Well, certainly in the middle of all that, the pandemic showed up and then all of a sudden global warming has become much more of an issue. And you're now seeing manufacturers falling all over themselves to come out with an electric uh, car or have an all electric fleet by the end of the decade. And I have to tell you that it's coming along nicely. And one of the great things about the Seattle International Auto Show is that you can come down here and drive the future. Right. You can come down to at, at the Lumen Event Center, which is where it's located. You come in, you come right off the freeway, you park, you come inside, you go down to the East Hall, 
which if you're a Seahawks fan, you're familiar with because this is where the big parties go on uh, before the games. Um, you come down and there is an exhibition called the Electric Highway. And you go into the Electric Highway and you'll see a variety of different electric vehicles, electric only hybrids, but predominantly electric only vehicles. Uh, the Volkswagen ID4 is there, which is something uh, that I drove a few weeks ago and have nothing but good things to say about it. Uh, the Hyundai uh, Ionic is there. Uh, there's even a, an electric Porsche that you can drive. Uh, so if you're so inclined to go out and buy an electric Porsche, um, there's one there that you can uh, road test around uh, the course that they have set up and be able to have a little fun with it and, and get yourself immersed in the electric driving experience and uh, without the um, without having to go to a, a, a you know a dealer and stand there for a long time and and you know, kind of, you have a chance to drive this thing at your leisure, uh, look at it, touch it, feel it, and get an idea of exactly what uh, electric vehicles are all about. And then, uh, obviously, there are manufacturers' representatives here, as well as dealer representatives. And if you have an interest in the car, you can talk to somebody, or if you want to go home and consider it, you can do that too. Uh, one of the things that I like about this particular uh, auto show, as opposed to others that I have been to and others that I've seen, is, uh, you know, many auto shows, you get that pressure. You know, they have somebody hanging over you. What, you know, you want to buy it. You don't have that here. This, is, uh, this takes into consideration, I think, the Seattle lifestyle that says, basically, let me look, let me see. You see what I like, give me your card, and uh, I'll be in touch. And it takes that lifestyle into consideration. So you don't feel um, that the, um, I don't know, the, the, like I say, the pressure of having to make a decision or do something right away. And I think, I'm a, listen, I'm a big proponent and fan of electric vehicles. I think they're uh, not only great for the environment and what they're going to do uh, to reduce um, carbon uh, monoxide and, and different gases, greenhouse gases, but they're, they're snappy. They're fun to drive. They're not the Prius. And that's, there's anything wrong with the Prius, but remember the first initial Priuses, they were kind of, you know, statement cars. They were good cars. I mean, I remember uh, Dave Ross from Cairo Radio went up, bought one, uh, and I told him about it. I got one. I drove around in it. Next thing you know, he was out buying a Prius. But since, what was that, 1999, 98, something like that, the improvements in electric cars, hybrids, different cars, has come so far, so absolutely far, that you know, you're now looking at a, at, at a truck, <clears throat> the F-150, that if your power goes out in your house, you can back it up to your house and plug your house in. And as long as you don't go crazy, 
it'll run your house for three days. You know, I mean, obviously, you probably got to unplug the Xbox and the big screen TV. But now your car becomes a lifeline with the electric car, the batteries that store up and hold together uh, the incredible uh, power that these vehicles amass. And if you follow, um, as I do closely, uh, automobiles and uh, the ever-changing trends in the, in the business, in the electric business, it seems like every week there is something new coming along. But I understand that there are many of you who probably don't have faith yet in electric cars. Uh, my neighbor is like that. He's, he's not there yet. I have one guy that owns two on one side and one guy on the other side. He's not buying it. He's, he's a, a, a very wait-and-see type of guy. He's a show-me guy. I think he might even be from Missouri. Um, so he's still into the internal combustion engine. And if that's the way you like to go, there are several um, vehicles here with internal combustion engines. So you can, what you can do here at the auto show is walk around and really get a sense of what's out there. What if I'm a, if I'm going to buy a car here anytime soon? What is out there? What can I take a look at and compare it? And again, one of the great things is is that you look at it and you see it. Next to, like, I'm looking at a Tucson, and I'm looking at it next to a Toyota RAV4. And I'm saying, wow, that's, um, you know, that's two pretty cars. They're unique in styling. But yet, does the line on the Tucson appear to me, uh, appeal to me, I should say, more than the line on the Toyota? You can make that decision right here while you're standing here and see which one uh, turns you on. Uh, the Volkswagen ID4 is, a, as I said before, a spectacular vehicle. They also have a vehicle here, uh, the BMW iX. And the BMW iX is uh, BMW's answer to going after Tesla. I mean, it's flat out a Tesla fighter. And I don't think they make any bones about it. Uh, this SUV has some innovative features on it, as I looked at it yesterday, that were spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. And it's just something where, uh, you know, you can see that the whole focus of the automotive industry right now is on these cars. They're more technologically advanced and more exciting than I think um, any cars uh, since I've been alive. I mean, when you look at some of the stuff that's out there, it's it's off the charts, good looking. And again, um, let's look at the Hyundai wall for a second. That's Hyundai. And if you look at the Hyundai wall, and I know you can't see this on radio, but if you're looking at the Hyundai wall, you look at, you know, a company that has come from one car 
to now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 cars with more coming, including uh, a car that has a very good chance of being the car of the year, the Santa Cruz pickup truck, which is uh, harkens back to the old days of the uh, El Camino and uh, a utility vehicle that is truly a utility vehicle. I mean, you can fit, if you gotta go pick up a refrigerator or a freezer at Grandma's, you can stick it in the back of the Santa Cruz. That's the pickup truck that you see there. Uh, Hyundai, um, again, a spectacular job at being a car company that moves around, that is listening to the public. And so that's what you get when, you, when you're here at the auto show. Uh, you walk down to the Toyota exhibit, which is right next door. And I'll swing the camera over there. And you start to see all of the incredible Toyota equipment that's down there, all the incredible Toyota cars. Another leader in electrification, hybrid, and so on and so forth. So... I would invite you to come on down and take a look at what is here and uh, give yourself a, a chance to experience the auto show. Give yourself a chance to uh, take a look at it and, uh, you know, kind of see what's going on as far as the different cars that are, that are down here. Uh, the one, one of the cars that's right behind me, and I'll move out of the way here for a second, is the uh, Sonata. I mean, I, um, in looking at the Sonata, I mean, that's an incredible, incredible. So um, what I'm gonna do here in a moment is we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get over to the uh, Ford Lightning. I wanna show you that uh, at least as much <clears throat> as we can show you on the Ford Lightning. This is Drive Time Radio at the Seattle International Auto Show. I'm New York Pity. Stick around. It's more to come. It's new. It's new. It's new. The new, new 62 Lark by Studebaker. With big car comfort at compact prices. New. Highest, widest doors of all. New. Big, sofa-soft, deep padded seats. New. Thick, rich pile rugs and flat flush floors with no trip over sill. New lock limousine stretch out room. Big car comfort at a compact price. New giant lock trunks. Almost 17 cubic feet of cargo space. New big 15 inch wheels give you new riding comfort and surprise. New fresh styling in the big, wide, wonderful line of marks from Studebaker. Two new Lark Daytonas, America's newest action car in hardtop and convertible style. With bucket seats, very sporty. A companion console compartment, very spiffy. Available too, four-speed transmission for exhilarating performance. Now enter the most luxurious car you'll find in the compact price range, the Lark Cruiser. More room and luxury than you'll find in most cars. Here's the new 62 Lark hardtop with sliding sunroof. Available on all Lark sedans and hardtops. Simply beautiful. Just peek inside. Look at these big, loungy limousine seats and thick pile rugs. Here's the new Lark convertible. 
all dialed up with new 62 styling. There's big wagon room in the new 62 lock wagon, too. Look at that enormous cargo space. Please be sure to see and test drive all the exciting new 62 Larks at your Studebaker dealer with big car comfort at compact prices. And remember, they're endurance built by Studebaker. Ever look inside a drop of gasoline? We do at Tidewater again and again, splitting the tiniest of drops even smaller and smaller and smaller. Then we check the balance of molecules to learn all that science can learn. All to make Flying A the most advanced gasoline of today and for tomorrow. From other Tidewater research programs come new ways to bring your car a longer engine life with lubricants designed to protect under all conditions in any climate. That's why Vidal motor oils are so widely used in 82 countries around the world. And Tidewater research also brings you greater safety with the remarkable new Flying A safety ride tire. First, with the revolutionary Dynapol tread. New safety ride tires take extreme punishment with an extra margin of safety. Watch. At 50 miles per hour, these Flying A tires on the left stop 39 feet safer than other premium tires. New gasolines developed in Tidewater laboratories have to prove themselves under the widest range of driving conditions. They're tested for winter driving high in the mountains, tested for summer heat out on the desert, tested for start and stop driving too, tested and tested to make sure Flying A gasoline puts more action in your car wherever you drive. This research is just part of Tidewater's one and a quarter billion dollar investment for your car. And here's where it all pays off for you. In finer products and better service at your Flying A dealer. Drive in at Tidewater's sign of quality, Flying A. All right, back with you live at the Seattle International Auto Show for 2021. New York Vinny here with you on Drive Time on 1150 KKNW. Thank you for joining us on the show this morning. Um, I was telling you about it before, and I wanted to uh, make sure that I got this uh, in because it's such an innovative car. So many people I talk to about cars and trucks want to know about the Ford F-150 Lightning, the all-electric Ford F-150 pickup truck. There it is behind me, one of the only places in the United States. Pretty much, as you can see, looks like the, uh, the regular F-150. It pretty much gives you that illusion, but make no mistake about it. It is um, a spectacular vehicle, all electric. Uh, I think it's gonna have about 300 something miles of range, which is gonna do good for many people uh, that would use this kind of truck. For towing, I think we're gonna have about a 12,000 pound towing capacity. So uh, if you have that trailer, that boat, uh, that uh, um, uh, mobile home that you tow around, this one's going to do it. And again, all electric. So you'll take it. You can see the charging port right there uh, below the uh, mirror and up right at the top of the fender there. You'll open that up. And if you look at the F-150 Lightning as compared to 
Some of the other uh, uh, Ford vehicles, pickup trucks, the F-150s, one thing that you immediately notice is, especially in the hood area, how much the hood and the fenders have been sculpted to give you much more of, a, um, of an aerodynamic cut through the wind type of deal. So you can, so you're going to get maximum uh, efficiency on this truck. You're not going to lose any space in the truck. You can see it's a full-size truck. And also, you will, um, with the floor being flat, because you're not dealing with a transmission hump and everything like that, it's going to be more spacious inside. Uh, I think this is going to be, I, I believe they've sold a ton, uh, you know, uh, on bad fact, I think they've sold all they can make so far. And it appears to be, from everything I'm hearing, and again, I haven't driven one yet, but from everything I'm hearing, it is a spectacular vehicle. It is something that uh, you will look at and say, this is, uh, I want this. Now, of course, the GM Chevy coming out with their electrics as well. Everybody waiting on the hunger. I believe that they're sold out. Uh, the crab walk is the big thing there. Uh, but again, you have a vehicle that has, uh, it, it has a, a large footprint physically, but a small footprint environmentally. And in the Northwest, that's what you're looking for. I mean, that's, what, that's what's going to sell cars here. Capability, small environmental footprint, and an ability to do the job just as good as a gasoline engine. And when they get to that, and, and actually, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be very honest with you. I think a lot of these electrics do the job better than a, uh, an electric, uh, that, uh, excuse me, than a gasoline engine. The ones I have driven are spectacular. Now, let me show you one other car here, a vehicle while I have you here at the Ford exhibit, because I think that this is one that's going to be a winner as well. You see behind me, your eyes are not deceiving you. This is a smaller pickup truck. It is the Ford Maverick. And one of the things that we are seeing right now in pickup trucks, and this is a hybrid, Maverick hybrid, one of the things that we're seeing now in pickup trucks, smaller is better. We have to pick you good to pick up trucks, but if you live in the city, where do you park that thing? With the Maverick and the Santa Cruz and other vehicles like it, you're gonna have an ability to park your pickup truck wherever you want to. If it's in a regular normal space, comes with the, you know, the liner in the bed, the no scratch liner. You have plugs in the bag, so if you need to plug uh, something in back there. And I don't know if this is open, the interior is open. A lot of these vehicles are locked, but yeah, this one's locked. But again, the Ford Maverick, is giving you truck-like 
characteristics in a smaller vehicle. Now, one other thing I want to show you here this is a car that I reviewed not too long ago, but I think it's worth taking a look at because everybody I know that has driven it has fallen in love with the Mustang E4X or the Mustang Mach-E. Again, a vehicle that um, you look at this thing, and yes, it is a Mustang. It's all electric. Everything in this car is run by battery. You plug it in, you go to one of those supercharging stations, and the Mustang does a great job. Um, I drove it over to the peninsula and back, and out to the beach, and it was, uh, as Dave Edmonds would say, nothing but fine. It really did the trick. Now, one of the cars I told you about earlier is the BMW iX, BMW's Tesla fighter. A spectacular car. We caught up with the product specialist for BMW to uh, tell us a little bit more about this uh, maybe most technologically advanced car in BMW's line. All right, down on the floor at the Seattle International Auto Show, we get a chance to spend a couple of minutes in the BMW exhibit. And if you are a, a BMW fan, there is so much here for you to look at, uh, whether you want uh, internal combustion engines or electric or half and half. If, uh, if you desire it, BMW is making it these days. I'm here with uh, one of the, the great product specialists from BMW, Cameron. And Cameron, uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We are sitting in the tailgate because, after all, it is a Saturday. It is a football Saturday of uh, one of BMW's uh, marquee vehicles. This is the, uh, the, the i3, right? iX, actually. It's a brand okay. new model. Just off the presses. And just in time for the Seattle International Auto Show, you haven't seen, I don't think I've seen one out in the street yet. None of these are on the ground. This is available to view exclusively here at the Seattle Auto Show or available for pre-order at your local dealer. So none have been delivered yet. Okay, take me through what makes this vehicle so special right now. Vinny, this is our first full-size all-electric SUV. So it's the exact same length as an X5, the wheelbase of an X7, so the wheels are pushed to the corners of the car, and the same uh, roofline as an X6. So this is a real functional, usable vehicle for family. It has 300 miles of EPA estimated range, 516 horsepower, 544 pound-feet of torque, and a zero to 60 time of 4.4 seconds. Wow. So it performs extraordinarily well. Your center of gravity is six inches off the ground because the car's on a bespoke skateboard-like platform where all your batteries and motors are integrated under the passenger. So. So we're talking less moving parts, obviously, because we don't have a, uh, a gasoline engine. We're talking a cleaner running car. Uh, we're talking, I think, also by looking in this thing. And let me just take a shot at this thing inside. Um, a vehicle with, it seems to me, to be a lot more leg room, a lot more 
cargo room in this car. Absolutely, that's what's so special about having a platform that is bespoke to an electric car. The entire floor is flat in the vehicle, so in, front, in between the two front seats, there's room for, say, your purse or whatever else you'd like to store there because you have a flat floor. And in the rear seat, you can actually seat three across comfortably with no concessions and leg room or shoulder room in the center seat because there's nothing intruding in the passenger compartment. As, as you look around at the auto show, you see people coming in. There's a lot of people who are trying to learn a lot more about electric vehicles. They're on the fence about, okay, do I make my next car electric? Do I stick with gas? Do I go with the with a hybrid bmw has been a leader in both uh, the hybrid and the all-electric vehicles for a while now really coming up with some exciting not only to uh, to look at but exciting to drive vehicles absolutely and that was spearheaded by the i3 and the i8 the i8 was our first plug-in hybrid supercar and you know, we only imagine more great and great things to come. The IX is really something special in terms of providing room for your whole family, a substantive, refined, luxurious product that's in a full-size SUV package. And that also includes our newest iDrive 8 infotainment system. It is 20% faster than the previous generation system. It's the first BMW application of a curved OLED display, 24 inches wide for the new iDrive system and instrument cluster. On top of that, this car is full of what we call shy tech. So all the technology in the vehicle when you look in the interior is kind of hidden. What really takes your uh, eyes in the focal point is the glass controls for the seats and the iDrive controller, the panel of restored wood that houses uh, illuminated touch capacitive buttons that are hidden when the vehicle is off or uh, that large central display. The car, again, puts material quality first. Your, your wood, your olive tan leather that uses no chemicals and dyeing it. And there's also uh, you know, a vegan interior option as well. So so you don't have to get leather in the car. And it's uh, this vehicle takes about 80% less CO2 emissions to build than a traditional automobile. It's uh, built in a hydroelectric powered plant. The floor mats and parts of the interior are made from recycled fishnets. Uh, the exterior has 50% uh, recycled aluminum in it, as well as carbon fiber reinforcement, which is really unique and actually bespoke in this price point. You typically don't see that until you reach a supercar. And you see in our entire truck, as you can see on the side in this clamshell, you see the carbon fiber reinforced plastic here right. and all the door panels. And what that does is it creates a high amount of structural rigidity, the best safety structure possible out there, while keeping the center of gravity below the passengers where that electric skateboard is. It is the true BMW of electric vehicles. And, and and uh, the technology you mentioned carbon fiber before, I mean, that's something you expect to see in a, in a matter of fact, the Corvette is the one that's using, is one of the cars that are using carbon fiber right now to reinforce, to make the car stronger, more stable on the road. It gives it an, uh, a sense of, uh, a better sense of when you're driving it, because um, you're using lightweight materials, it puts that stability back into the frame while also giving you the safety I, I would think of of what you're expecting because there are people that wonder well i'm driving electric vehicles got no motor how does the car stay stable carbon fiber materials like that are what gives the car that stability absolutely it creates the actual strongest amount of body rigidity possible out there and the reason why more oems don't use it is because it's cost inefficient yeah. but 
BMW really spared no cost when creating this vehicle. You can even see from this clamshell trunk, you just have these two swan hinges. Every piece of electronics and power motor is integrated into that. For the trunk, they even created redundant tail lights, brake lights, and turn signals. So when your clamshell is open, you, you're always going to be visible on the that. side of the road. So, I was really impressed so, with so that. you know, Tesla has forced us to innovate, and it was the best best thing that best medicine we could get because we came and we're here to play ball yeah and this is a competitor to model x this vehicle starts at eighty four thousand dollars that's twenty thousand dollars less than a comparable model x it comes with a beautiful interior and you even has our new radiant heating system which no one else has in the market so on top of being equipped with a heat pump which is the most efficient way to heat an electric vehicle it has not only heated front and rear seats a heated steering wheel heated door armrests heated central armrest, heated door panels, a radiant heat, uh, a radiantly heated lower dashboard. So you can get completely warm and cozy in this vehicle without okay. reducing your range the way a heater blower would. Cameron from BMW is with us, product specialist. He's showing us uh, this beautiful new machine. Um, are, are you noticing people at the show gravitating toward this vehicle? You see, I mean, I know electrics, there's a ton of electrics out here, but this seems to me to be something a little a little more special than a lot of the other stuff out here. Not only are people gravitating towards this vehicle at the show, the first nine months of allocation have sold out. Wow. So if you order today, you're not going to see this vehicle in your driveway till September. People are excited for this car. They're here for it and they're ready for it. And it's a Northwest kind of thing. I mean, if you're thinking the typical Northwest consumer that has a few bucks that doesn't want to just go out and buy a Tesla, this fits the bill. It absolutely fits the bill. You can charge, uh, get 90 miles of range in 10 minutes of fast charging. You can uh, get 80% of range in 40 minutes of fast charging. You're not compromising anymore. I drive a fully electric vehicle. By the time you know I go and use the restroom and get a snack on a road trip, the car's ready to go. And you wake up every morning with a full tank of gas or like electricity, you know? I like so, that. Um, there is no compromise. The torque is instantaneous. The all-wheel drive system is so much more powerful and intelligent than a gasoline vehicle's because the computer can control each wheel individually, rather than sending signals to differential and to, uh, you know, a surge-prone gas motor. It's just, uh, right. it really is the future. This has four motors in it. One, one on each wheel. So it's dual motors. Dual motor. Okay. And the wheels are directly connected to the motors, and it can intelligently use brake and torque factoring to send power where it needs to go. The vehicle is also equipped with four-wheel steering, so you have up to uh, five degrees of steering of the rear wheels in order to reduce the turning radius right. of the car. And the car also has an optional adaptive air suspension where it uses the stereo cameras behind the rear view, rear view mirror to adjust the dampers before you hit a bump in the road. Cameron, it's a great car. I mean, I'm excited to, uh, I'll be more excited to drive it when they're finally in the press fleet. Uh, but also just a, a spectacular looking car. We'll, we're going to take you around it a little bit and show you. But uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Have fun Absolutely. at the show. I know, I know you're going to have fun. You're showing people this car. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> so I'm happy to be here and happy to show you around the car, Vinny. Thank you so much. Cameron, thank you very much. All right, stick around. We're at the Seattle International Auto Show. We're brought to you uh, this week by the Seattle International Auto Show. We're looking at all the great cars that are out here. We come back. We're going to hook up with my friend Tom Volk, and we will go out and uh, on the floor to show and look around a little bit more. Maybe some of the stuff that's not so electric, but you should be interested anyway. It's Drive Time Radio here on 1150 KKNW.
What does it take to be a Buick? It takes a car as wild and wonderful as the new Buick Wildcat for 64. When you go the way of the Wildcat, people take notice. They want to know more about your car. They'll want to drive it themselves. But beware, once they get behind the wheel, it's hard to get them out. Sixty-four Wildcat. It's the wildest. And above all, it's a Buick. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150.
and uh, running um, while the show is open. So you can come down, you can get uh, get what you need, you get a little food, look at some cars. All right, it's time for, uh, you know, one of the features we do regularly, and I always like to hear uh, my friend Nathan's voice. He was away on vacation. He's back now. Nathan, how are you? Doing well. Nice and recharged. It's great to have a little short and sweet vacation. How did you How did you find Cincinnati, Nathan? Well, I think my brother found it for me. He moved oh. there with his wife. <laughs> well, I just had, uh, got up on a plane, and somehow I was in Cincinnati like five hours later. You see, Nathan, that's why I like you, because when people used to ask me, how did you find, um, you know, how, how did you, uh, what brought you to uh, to Seattle? I say, oh, yeah, 72 Camaro with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you had a good trip. I did. And your the weather was, was beautiful, too. Excuse me? Oh, the weather was beautiful, too. It's oh. nice to go away from the liquid sunshine here and. Uh, Seattle and enjoy what sunny weather. Satellite, are you, man? So you'd rather have sun than darkness. Darkness, <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon. I like rain, but not this much rain. What kind of uh, what kind of Seattle? Oh my God, are you going to get thrown out of the Northwest Club? <laughs> um, so good. I'm glad you had a good trip. I'm glad. now your car is okay too, right? The Mazda is tipped up. Oh yeah, just fine. Got home and it's still running well. I mean, I changed out the battery and pretty fresh car now. Of course, the speakers sound really good too. There you go. Uh, we ha- we ha- we've had this discussion about the speakers. You have to have good speakers. So life is good for Nathan right now. Yes, it is. All right. I want to make you know. I, I want to take care of you, Nathan. I want to make sure that uh, that everything is good because without you to show, you know, I mean, I'm I mean, you could that- give me a performance car for a rental if you want. I mean, that would always be helpful. Oh sure. <laughs> well, you want to pick one out, or you want me to pick one for you? Just make sure I can fit in it, okay? Yeah, that, yeah well, well, listen, I have the same problem, only you're vertically, I'm horizontal. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, are you going to get a chance to come down to the auto show? I'm hoping to. It's something I always like to do each year. I really missed it the last couple of years because of COVID and all that. And But I always like to get out there and look at all the new cars and try out all their test drives, uh, especially get the Jaguar experience and uh, see what electrics are available on the market too. They have a Porsche electric here as well on the, on the electric highway. I know. I heard you you talking about that. It's like, man, I'm if I don't make it out there this year, I'm really gonna miss that Porsche electric yeah, vehicle because I've never driven a Porsche before, and that would uh, definitely be something to experience. Well, we have to uh, we have to work on that for you, Nathan, because uh, you know Porsche their press fleet. Uh, sometimes doesn't, uh, you know, it, it doesn't get to, um, it doesn't get to the Northwest, a lot of the Porsches, but every once in a while they do. So the next time that we, uh, the next time that we get one, we'll have to make sure that, uh, we get you into it to drive because I, you know, I'm a, you know, me, Nathan, I like to see people have their, uh, first automotive experience mm-hmm. and, uh, to see you, uh, uh, you know, scooting around in the Porsche, I believe they have the uh, the Taycan here. Ooh, I believe that's the one that they uh, that they're sporting out in the le- on the electric highway. So, yes, get down here and uh, and drive that car, man. That's a it, it looks like a lot of fun. Okay, I'll see if I can make it. And if, like I say, if not, we'll uh, we'll endeavor to see if we can. Uh, 
we can get a, a Porsche out of Porsche to give you your first Porsche experience. That would because, be something. Because Nathan is the kind of you know guy I am. I like to make sure that Nathan is happy so the show runs right. And he can ask me every week the magical question. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Ah, I thought you'd never asked. There you go, Nathan. What am I driving this week? I'm driving uh, the Infinity QX50, which is uh, an, an SUV that is, uh, I, I love Infinity. I, I, I like their cars. I know that, uh, you know, some people will say, that uh, and and I will say too that sometimes they don't feel um, uh, as uh, as luxurious as a Toyota uh, or a Lexus, I should say. Or you know, there are different things about them uh, that uh, you know leave them behind in some aspects. And I'd say to that poppycock, I uh, you know the only thing that really, when you look at it changes my opinion of the uh, of the infinity over the lexus or the, the lexus over the infinity is that the the infinity still uses the cvt the uh and, and as a transmission and I, it 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 doesn't it's it doesn't have that feel to it but then again i'm looking for a feel that's different than 99.9% of the people that drive cars. You know, I'm looking for the sports car feel. I'm looking for something almost feels like a manual transmission. And, um, but the Infinity gives you a ton of room, um, uh, it, uh, lots of uh, get up and go, lots of luxury in this thing. Uh, I mean, this Infinity is, uh, as I say, uh, a very luxurious vehicle. And, uh, you know, you get a chance to, uh, to drive something that not everybody else out there is driving, which I'm always a fan of. I always think that uh, if you can drive something, it's something, you know, that uh, you don't see a ton of out there. And for whatever reason, you don't see a ton of Infinities. But that doesn't mean it's not a good car. It just means that you haven't discovered it yet. So we'll take it through its paces this week. I'm very interested in seeing uh, how it does in light off-road duty, you know, the kind of going up to the cabin duty uh, that I put these cars through up uh, in our test track near Darrington. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to, uh, to feel how those, uh, how those cars react in a situation. But as far as luxury, as far as roadability, uh, the QX50 does a nice job. I'm really impressed with uh, uh, this car. And, uh, Listen, I looked in the trunk and there was no president of Nissan in the back of it. So I considered that to be a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. A quick break here. And we got uh, Tom Folk is going to join me. Tom, uh, of course, of, uh, of fame, fortune and automobilia uh, will join me after just a, a quick, uh, excuse me, we can get, get him set up here on Drive Time Radio. If you're searching for that perfect gift for the college-bound kid in your life, the Car Care Council suggests putting together a roadside emergency kit. An inexpensive roadside kit is easy to assemble and could be extremely useful, maybe even a lifesaver in the event of an emergency. Of course, it's always a good idea to be prepared for the unexpected while on the road, but the best option is to avoid breakdowns and car trouble wherever possible. 
performing basic maintenance and observing a regular service schedule can help avoid unforeseen road emergencies. Roadside emergency items can fit into a small duffel bag or rubber storage tote and include the following. Jumper cables, emergency flares, flashlight and batteries, blankets and extra clothes, non-perishable snacks and bottled water, first aid kit including essential medications, portable USB charger to keep the cell phone running even if the car isn't, ice scraper, snow brush and small shovel for winter driving. And finally, keep a copy of the Car Care Guide available free of charge at carcare.org. Visit the Car Care Council's website to access a number of tips and resources for vehicle maintenance, including a free custom service schedule. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're on 1150 KKNW Drive Time Radio. Your host, New York Vinny, with you. And I get a chance to speak to one of my oldest friends in the automotive business uh, right here in front of the wall of um, Hyundai. I, lo- I-, I love this. It's- I feel like it's Phil Spector put this together before he died. You know, the wall of Hyundai. It is a lot of Hyundais. It's a lot of 13 of them, as a matter of fact. You uh, count it, huh? It's amazing to see Hyundai. Tom Volk, by the way, is with us. Uh, Tom of uh, many different uh, automotive, uh, what's, what's your biggest project right now? I know you, you write for the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, you, you have a, a couple of websites, I know, but you're also you're, uh, you're always shooting video. Where do we see your videos? Uh, if you go to Driven at uh, a YouTube, I'm actually, you know, cars were always my use knowledge yeah. growing up. And so when I worked at King, um, I was a photographer. Everybody thinks I'm a reporter, but you know, I cut my teeth as a photographer. So when I shoot videos, I kind of feel like I got a little bit of a leg up on other people because, yeah. you know, my shots, my shots aren't just like shaky iPhone shots. They're actually, you know, I don't insult my shaky iPhone. Shots, oh Sal. no, that's, <laughs> your shots are awesome. As soon as I, as soon as I get a, uh, as soon ah. as I get a, a, another sponsor, I'm going to actually go out and buy a camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, a little low budget here, but that's okay. It's all about the information, right? Exactly. And the information, presenting it in a uh, a fun way that people can relate to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I, that's really what it, what it is. Because cars are supposed to be fun, Tom. Cars are supposed to be fun. You know, and the great thing about cars is that when you write about it, there's so many things. I mean, cars are, of course, transportation. But they're also pop culture, they're art right. because they're sculpture and they're design, they're ecology, they're financial, they're all sorts of stuff. So you can go at a car in so many different ways. Right, right. And that's what we try on this show to do. I mean, we don't only do car reviews, we talk to people in the business, we talk to the oddball yeah. um, uh, person, uh, you know, uh, the, the car designers. I mean, it's, it's such a wide variety of stuff that you can uh, that you can do and, and to, you know and we fit it all into an hour each week and, and that's why we're down here at the auto show because i'm glad uh that the auto show is back for 2021 amen i'm glad that uh, once again we can gather because there was a talk not too long ago that these types of events were going to disappear even before covid yeah there was uh, you know there seemed to be like are people Still going to go to these things. And judging by what I saw on Thursday and Friday here, 
I think uh, Seattle's turning out for the auto show. Yeah, and as you know how it is, I mean, a lot of people ask us, hey, Vinny, Tom, what kind of car should I buy? Right. Um, and so many people don't understand that. It's a really personal choice, right? Right. And they will just go buy another version of what they already have. Um, we get to discover these cars and we realize, oh my goodness, right. there's so many great cars out there that people aren't taking a look at. And here at the auto show, you can go around, you can, if you're looking at a Toyota RAV4, you can also look at the Hyundai Tucson and the Chevy Equinox. You can get into all of these vehicles and maybe discover something, hey, this fits me perfectly. Right. It wasn't even on your radar screen. I think the auto show is critical to buying a car. And also, you can look at them, like if you go to, uh, let's say, okay, and I know you can do it with your cell phone, you can snap a picture, but yeah. you go to the Hyundai dealer, you take a picture of the Tucson, you sit there. You take the car and you go over to the Toyota dealer and you sit in the RAV4. Here, I'm sitting here and I can look at what I think about the Tucson. Right across the way is the RAV4 right. or the Highlander, whatever particular car that you're you're comparing them to, and you can look at them side by side with each other. Yeah. Not on a computer screen where you lose a lot, but right there, what it's going to look like sitting in your driveway. And the thing is, is that as a guy that writes about cars, and I'm sure you're the same way, how many times have you seen a photograph of a car and gone, wow, that's kind of homely? And then you see it in person and you go, wait a minute. No, that's yep. great. Yep. You got to see these things in person. It's really, really important. And better yet, you know, try to drive them. I mean, you can drive cars here. You can drive electric cars. You can drive a Porsche Taycan here. That's what I, I was just talking about that in the last segment. That, uh, as a matter of fact, with our producer, Nathan, you've driven a Porsche. So we'll get your butt down here. Yeah. Sign up and go take a ride in the Porsche. Yeah. Uh, listen, we don't even get Porsches a lot of times. I mean, it's hard for us to get them as car reviewers. They right. don't send them up here like they used to. It's it's a reminder that I just need to make a whole lot more money, though. You know? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking when I was sitting in that BMW uh, iX. That's an amazing machine. If, if you see three cars here, if you come down, you have 15 minutes to walk through the show. Look at the lightning. Look at the uh, the iX. Yes, is is two because the, uh, the the BMW iX and as as you heard the interview uh, with the BMW product specialist before, they make no bones about going after Tesla. Yeah, with that car, they make no bones about knocking Tesla off. And if you're going to knock Tesla off, you got to build a heck of a vehicle. Yeah, yes. All right. Uh, we got a couple of seconds left here. If I'm coming to the show, which is on um, uh, today, tomorrow, from, uh, what is it, 11 o'clock in the morning? Close, yeah, closes at 9 o'clock tonight and 6 o'clock tomorrow. Starts at, I want to say, 11. 11. We saw, we just mentioned two cars, Tom. Quickly, what's the third car that I need to see at this show? Uh, EV6 and the Nissan Aria, two electric cars that you won't see anyplace else. There you go, folks. Thank you very much for the, uh, your time this morning. We appreciate it. We'll see you next Saturday morning if the Lord's will and the Creek don't rise right here on 1150 KKNW. Bye-bye.